I'm not sure what kind of alpha Tony is going to be able to share without ZK not going after him, but super excited to have obviously Tony here and maybe talk about his artistic journey and like what's going on that side, because it has certainly been quite a journey for these guys. Yo, thanks for having me up here. I've actually never been on the show. I've listened a bunch and I just figured I'd pop up earlier when you had the intro going and just want to say hi and um, really uh, United thanks a lot for Word.io. I think when it came to um, us like all inscribing with knowledge and getting the green eyes out there, it's really cool to um, see the Bitcoin and the ordinal community respond to the art as we were doing batch by batch. Nobody really knew how many we were going to go. So I remember it was like 100 and then 100 more and on block nine. It was, yeah, it was a pretty exciting time, but it's definitely been a journey for me, for ZK, for the holders, and it's just going to keep going, in my opinion. There's no reason for anything to slow down. This isn't your standard project. It's definitely a movement, and I'll tell you one thing. Me and ZK and everyone else involved can definitely not be stopped. I love it. Tony, I want to ask really quick, so just around the art. So, for example, Jan's BFB. Can you remember, you've drawn a lot of these now. Can you remember drawing Jan's BFB, for example? It's a very different kind of thing because this is not necessarily it's generative in the way that it's like the the aesthetic, but of course you're actually drawing these things. I don't know. Can you remember drawing Jan's BFB, for example, or is that just lost in the dugs? I feel like the, the red and the blue eyes distinctly, yes, every single one, especially the blue eyes. ZK had a lot of trust in me, started letting me do my own thing. And we weren't focused on certain characters and people within the Bitcoin universe. I was just really let go to do what I needed to do. When it came to the green eyes, yeah, there's definitely some that I'll see the cycling that I don't really remember. But as you look at them, you do remember. And yeah, it comes back to you. The best is actually certain ones that you didn't really resonate with. And then you see them do really well, either in secondary or you worn by certain people within the space. that You didn't know that they were going to. It's funny, on you look just like yours. You know what I mean? It just lined up that way. And it's cool when that happens. Yeah, Tony, I actually have a follow-up question on this. So how long did you spend on, let's say, the red eyes and then the blue eyes? Because those collections are smaller, I believe. Is it 100 pieces per red and blue? How much time did you actually spend on the original pieces altogether? Yeah, so... The inscriptions on the red eyes were started around 80,000, I think, and then went up to 100. And those were like being done in chunks. It was like 10 at a time. I would send them to talk about them. And then the blue eyes were all drawn in, I think, like a week or something. And then those were inscribed together. When I say a week, it was like 14-hour days of just making sure they all looked the way I wanted them to look. Some of them are quick, but others take a lot of time. But the green eyes was like an insane journey. It was like a race because we knew, like, we knew deep down that Block Nine was going to get stinky with some some art and stuff like that. So it was definitely a race to get those all in before everyone else figured out how to get some Block Nine sets. So, is the reason why y'all were inscribing in like these batches of a hundred at a time was that because literally you would finish a batch and hand it off to ZK and Nolish, or was that more a technical thing on Nolish's side? Because you guys were doing like the sequential block nines. It was definitely like organization. Like it was really important to us that we didn't fuck this up. You all have looked at some of the things that people have done when it came to inscribing. And we, we definitely wanted to make sure everything stayed organized and nothing got double inscribed. 
nothing. Like we just wanted to make sure everything was perfect. So it was really, I mean, as they were describing those, I was like ahead. So, but once we started doing like those batches, I started to feel the pressure of someone just minting anything on block nine and ruining that kind of flow we had set. And then afterwards we had a few days to get some artwork on there. So that was super important beyond just the green eyes. I was watching along as well. Like it was actually <laughs> for people who are maybe slightly out of the loop, basically Nolish found these block nines and it's a pretty big deal. Like I saw this pop up in or.io. I was like, what's going on? This is like really interesting. We came out with the block nines attribute and I think just like it was very clear, like if you were hunting rare stats, you would definitely set your little algorithm thing to be looking for Mach 9s. So it was probably a matter of time until someone found it. Like you now have a bunch of people knowing it's possible to find these Mach 9s. Knowledge clearly has a handful and they're going to be finding them as well. And literally you guys, I feel like it was maybe like a month long window where you guys were just like inscribing and you wrapped up with those really awesome, they're all one of ones, but the more the non-PFP, like the art pieces, Tony. And literally, I think it was like a day after you finished that. I think somebody, honestly, forget who it is now, but somebody found Block 9s, started like selling them to people. And then before you know it, you've got this kind of other, these other people on Block 9s. But you guys really consolidated like the first 2,000 or so Block 9s there are just all, it's just a giant stream of OMB when you sort by, when you sort by like Block 9s by oldest there. So congrats on like locking down that first narrative. I do think that's really kind of special. The first one to do it on the certain kind of attribute. I'm sure that was a little bit stressful knowing that at any point in time, somebody could jump in there and just like mix into the stream. But yeah, you guys pulled it off. So seriously, hats, my hat's off to you guys for that. Billy. My brain is still starting to work this morning. GM everyone. Man, I just wanted to give props to Tony. Like just, I, I remember just going through all of them and just admiring just how unique and just the breadth of his imagination. Like, it's just a really fun collection. I just love the kind of raw and crude nature and just the vibe from the very beginning. I think we're all heads down February, March, and I missed some of the early stuff. So I definitely had a jump on the green eyes. Jealous of everyone with a set and multiple sets. And uh, yeah, just really love the project. Really love the art. Excited to see... You spoke about the art that came subsequently after. Excited to see where that all goes. Yeah, man, just mad props. In a world where we can use AI to crank out net new images instantly and algorithms and using chat GPT to write code, like it's just really refreshing to have a hand-drawn thing and just to know the just the kind of love and care and organization that went into, you know, inscribing that collection. So mad props, Tony. Thanks for the follow today. Better late than ever. Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I also really appreciate you guys calling out the fact that they're like hand drawn in a time of AI and a time of just uh, market oversaturated with generative art and rarity based on what you're being told, what is rare I think some of my favorite artists in the world, when I look at their collection, their artwork, you could take any single one. And I'm sure you put those paintings or those artworks in front of 10 different people. And sure, you'll have four or five people that gravitate towards one, but then everyone has their own taste. And that's how art should be and should be valued and sold, in my opinion. That was really the biggest goal that each of these pieces is rare. But then, yeah, you have the elements of the eye colors and stuff like that. So. 
that was truly like ZK doing his kind of creativity on top of what I had uh, to put forward. Yeah, I'll, I'll second what Billy said there really quick. Like when you go like to the mountains, for example, and there's just like this dude who's got his whittle and he's just whittling away at a little animal and making this like piece of wood into some like awesome little animal that you could just put on a table or something. To me, that's what Tony is. Like there's little animals that look like that get pumped out of Chinese factories and buy the millions. That is obviously a thing. There's just something really, there's something different about just that hand-drawn, hand-created, hand-crafted element that I very much believe as we enter this world of automation, it honestly just becomes even more significant. Just going completely back in the other direction of just not aided by any of this stuff, right? Like you can, we can still do things the old-fashioned way. And I actually think that becomes even cooler in a world where anybody can say, hey, give me a million PFPs that are awesome looking. That is the world we're heading into. I do really appreciate that. That was one piece that really resonated to me. And I think I'm sure it's why ZK really appreciated your zero monkey biz, Tony, and you guys got connected. Yeah, exactly. I actually wanted, people may remember this, but yeah, like ZK was a big time collector. Solana kind of really helpful onto that chain. I'm more of a traditional artist and it just takes one proper collector and person in space to really understand what you're doing. And that just goes out to any artist out here that's having issues or anything like just because you're like from a traditional space doesn't mean you can't fit into this space. And just because you're from this space doesn't mean you can't fit into a traditional space eventually. Love it. Jan. Yeah, Tony, one last question from my side. Based on what you just said, the last kind of note or sentence about you being the traditional artist or like creating art long before OMB, can you maybe introduce yourself a little bit, you know, from the artistic point of view? Like, what have you done before? And how did you even find this passion, you know, for creating the art that you're creating? Yeah, I mean, I've been practicing as an artist for the past, uh, I'd say 10 years, but making a living for the past five or six. A lot of the early years, it was like working for other artists, like learning how they did things also observing what they did that I didn't want to emulate or take into my practice. Then when it came to like Web3 and stuff, I was originally going to mint on ETH, did my research for six months, got priced out with gas kind of stuff. I've also been a firm believer that you shouldn't have to pay to play. And when I say that, I believe like I should have to pay anything for gas to put my work out there and, and see if like collectors want to respond to it. So I feel the work needed to be like minted for little to no gas. And that's why Solana made the most sense. I had an artist help direct me to that space. And at first I just was sharing my traditional work that was already being sold in galleries and stuff. I didn't really appreciate the value that I was getting within the space. I felt like it wasn't in line with what I was selling my work for, like for the actual physicals and stuff. So I just, yeah, learned a lot about the space in a year. I learned a lot about these different projects, how they emulate these hype cycles, this and that. Like they create all kinds of like things that to me seems like far away from what it comes to selling art and uniqueness. Zero Monkey Biz was literally just taking this idea of what I said before is like, what if you have a collection that's everything's rare? There's no floors, there's no rank ones. It's literally just all to the collector to decide how rare each piece is. And then, yeah, the same concept worked over with OMB. But this is a project that has way more kind of a use case, in my opinion, than ZMB. Because, yeah, ZMB is just in our project. There's nothing else. Same, same with OMB. But I feel like 
you have someone like ZK kind of leading the ship, not me. And that's, that's a big plus for you all. We still got some alpha from this man. All right, I'm getting the fuck out of here before he hears <laughs> I'm in here or something. Massive respect for what you've created. We'll have to have y'all. We'll have to have you and ZK on for a special, like, dedicated interview at some point down the road. But until then, enjoy the rest of your summer, dude. See you around.